Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I tell you what, here. Huh? Here. You want to be a sanctuary city. I mean, we, we, we said that. but we Here. Do your part. Here. Do what's necessary. Here. Participate. Watching people lose their blanking minds in Martha's Vineyards and on television. Oh, Ron DeSantis is evil. You got, uh, uh, it's me, uh, 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 Gavin Newsom, and uh, I think that uh, we should see if we can bring these people up on kidnapping charges. Stop it. You virtue signaled. You screamed and yelled from the top of the mountains. Look at me. I am morally superior to you. I am welcoming. I am caring. I am all of the things that you are not. I live in a fantasy land. And when push came to shove, you lost your blanking mind. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. And they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. It's a fraud. It's all of the things. It sounds good. It sounds nice. I want to be all of the things that make you think that I'm a good person. But they're, they're, they're but just in case you guys want to know, they're criterias for them, which is they don't want to be put out. Somebody asked me yesterday, don't you think it's good what they're doing? So people there are, are, are putting people up. I'm like, they're putting signs out in front saying, we support Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ. And they, you know, it's like, I said, they're, they're, they're virtue signaling in a way where it's not a virtue signal like I'm virtuous and I'm great. It's, it's a way to say, mm, this is my defiance to you. Stop it. You got caught out. You're full of crap. You're full of it. You're full of it. Well, it was unexpected. Do you think that people in Yuma know what to expect on a day-to-day basis? El Paso? McAllen? I'm curious. Do you? Out of sight, out of mind. And the criteria is, yes, I really want all of these great things to happen. Climate change to be fixed. Peace in the world. Oh, homelessness problem solved. Immigration solved. Because all of those things are wonderful. By the way, I just don't want to be put out. If you could make that happen, that'd be super. That would be super. Could you? Could you? Ron DeSantis sends 50 people. Now, I will say, a little sidebar here. Some people are saying, well, they didn't want to go there, you know. And just to know, you know, Martha's Vineyard, there's, uh, you know, I mean, this is where the little Kittner boy got eaten. For those of you who are fans of Jaws, who go, oh, my God, that is so funny. But this is, you know, this is a well-to-do, uber-left-leaning, super-liberal 
part of the world who screamed and yelled about being sanctuary cities and screamed and yelled about all the welcoming that they would do. And what started out as absolutely a stunt has kicked them in the grundle. They don't know what to do with it. And it's not even like you're sitting there going, man, we sent up 40,000 people in a week. No. No. New York has got 20,000, maybe over several months. Yuma gets about 20 to 25,000 a month. Yuma, a little bit of Yuma. McAllen, God knows how many. Tucson, couldn't tell you. El Paso, way too many. But if they did send them there against their will, well, that is not a good thing. I will acknowledge that. But when asked about the border itself, it's very interesting. This bus just arrived moments ago. I talked to some of the folks. Apparently, this bus has come from Del Rio, Texas. Habla inglés? No. No? La Presidenta Harris dice que la frontera es cerrado or abierto? Abierto. Abierto. So what she's saying is, I asked her, Vice President Harris says that the border is closed. She says it's open. It's open. But wait, I was told that it was closed. She promised us. She said it was closed. Got to listen to her. She is the Vice President of the United States of America. Right? I mean, she is the Vice President of the United States of America. And she told us on a show, that thing is closed. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the President and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made. By the way, it's a yes or no answer. But we're going to continue. Pass a bill. Again, surprised by what goes on. Pass a is is it a bill? Is that what is that what we call it? Did we call it a bill? A bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The board. First of all, right there, which was skipped over because the whole not secure secure thing is passing bills for a pathway to citizenship. Border is secure. It's not secure. It is not secure. It is not secure. You know it. I know it. All of us know it. Even some Democrats know it. Manchin. Vice President Harris said this weekend the southern border is, quote, secure. It's wrong. She's dead wrong on that. And I have said this. If we don't secure it, I voted every time for the wall. But we need the wall and a lot more. Technology, more agents. Yes. Technology, more agents. We could just walk it down. Boom, 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 boom. Walk, walk, walk. They're feeling the heat. They don't like it. They don't like it. There's so much of this story that we're going to be covering throughout the day. And again, the virtue signaling is tremendous. Until it's time. That's one thing I'll say about California. They virtue signaled. But they're not bitching. People have just accepted it. Some people have moved on. A lot of people are not happy about it, but they're just accepting it. And is it people like, well, I don't think they shoes. I don't think they shoes them with pawns either. That being said, I don't think Texas and Arizona should have to front the bill and be the only one on the hook for this. And them used as pawns. Oh, yeah, it's not fair either. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of stuff. We're going to squeeze and we're going to squeeze it in today. There's so much stuff, including insanity like you cannot believe about food neutrality. Food neutrality. Just want to throw that out there. Food neutrality. When you hear it, you're going to be like, are you kidding me? Is this, wait, what? What is food neutrality? I'll just give you a, a, just, a, just a little glimpse. Donut? Salad. Which one's better for you? Salad. Eh, racist. What? Yeah, exactly. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter. Here, you want to watch me? L- l- listen to this. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hey, what's up, big guy? Hey, let me call you back. I'm still on the air, okay? I'll call you right back. Oh, okay. Love you. Bye. That's my son. He's calling. See? I'm a dad. Never stop. Just want to point that out. <laughs> hey, dad. Uh, mortgage rates up over 6%. Still historically low, but compared to where they were over the last couple of years, <laughs> we're like, oh, my God. If you wanted to buy a house this year and you thought about it at the beginning of the year, that house, because of interest rates, has shrunk. You've gone from four bedrooms, three bath, potentially with a pool, to a lean-to because of interest rates. Ooh. Talk about that as well. Lear, L-E-A-R, going to help you out in this time of uncertainty. Precious metals, phenomenal place to be, absolutely. I've collected uh, coins and precious metals uh, a vast majority of my life. You know, it's just something that, you know, it's kind of like the family's always had it. And it was it was a good thing. And uh, now more than ever, you're you'd be foolish not to at least listen to what they have to say. Right. They're going to send you a free Kennedy Silver half dollar with their investor kits. Absolutely free. You get to keep it. They're going to show you all the great things that they're able to do for you, especially in a time of uncertainty with inflation and where some of your portfolio, some of your money should be. So do the smart thing. Chat with a Lear specialist about investing in precious metals and get your free Kennedy silver half dollar today. Visit LearChad.com. That's LearChad.com. LearChad.com. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh, my gosh. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. It is very interesting. Uh, we're going to talk about food food neutrality in a little bit and uh, anthony goes you guys got to check the emails so producer anthony sends us emails and it's cheese it box and on the cover of cheese it now is rupaul and the first thing that comes to my mind what if that cheese it now identifies as a ritz cracker <laughs> oh man i never even thought of that oh good god good god chad i can't believe you uh, she and the pooter got together. She and the pooter got together to talk about stuff 
like why are you getting your ass kicked in the war? Because they are. They're getting the asses handed to them. There's no doubt about that. But they want to offer a, a, a new world vision. So you have your choice of visions. We know you have many choices of visions for your world. Autocrats, dictators, suppression, or freedom. The choice is yours, except where it's not going to be yours. But watching, the, first of all, the picture says everything you need to know. The uncomfortableness of two men who have no idea how to act around other human beings was hilarious. They're just standing there looking as uncomfortable as could be. It looked like a proof of life picture. How did it go? Well, it went the way of China. It's a pretty good deal if you're Xi Jinping because your economy is cooling and you're getting a discount on oil, which is going through the roof for the rest of the world. You're getting a discount on grain. You're going to get a discount on, on iron ore. All those things that your country needs to, to survive and continue to grow, even at a reduced rate. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Russia's in trouble. The, the sanctions, they're starting to feel it now. They're feeling uncomfortable. The feet on the fire, if you will. People are pushing back. They're making noise. Now, is it going to change overnight? No, it's going to take a while for this to happen. And the more that they end up losing, the more ground that they end up losing, the more uncomfortable it gets for them. You watch what happens. But it is going to take a while. It's not going to happen. Don't think that Russia is going away anytime soon. No. They're not. And Zelensky, you know, he's basically said, hey, we're taking the stuff all back. All of it. The Donbass, Crimea, everything. We're not going to capitulate. We're not going to listen to everybody else who says, well, let them keep this area. Because here's the thing. You can't trust them. Because letting them keep this area is essentially let them regroup, rearm and attack again. So, no. They're going to continue to push it. As long as we're involved, they will. And we just uh, signaled today, I know there was another $660-plus million in, in, in aid for them. Uh, and But what it is doing, and, and even CNN has it in the front, is, and I said it yesterday. They've got issues, serious issues. And China is looking at this as much as anything right now, saying we are not prepared to take on Taiwan. We're not. We don't understand what to do in a situation like that. Taiwan understands what would be coming. They're more set up than these these upstarts here in, in Ukraine are, and they're ready for it. Plus, the Chinese don't have the experience. They don't cross-train with any anybody. They're they're not working cross. Uh, you know, with now they're doing stuff with 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 Russia, but they, they just don't have. They they're not battle tested. They're not. You know, the other thing they talk about is their weakness is the fact that they are. Homogenous. 
There's nothing about them that's different, right? Age, education, gender, ethnicity, everything. Chinese officers were older on average than the Americans, 64 versus 60, had more years in the military, 46 versus 40. But comparatively to what it is that we have, plus we empower our people. Everything they do is centralized based. So this is going to be interesting. I, I think with, with Xi looking over Putin, I think just as much as what is taking place on the ground in Ukraine and how they're trying to take everything back and they're right now giving it to them, uh, the reality is it's also a situation where they look over at the Chinese do and go, mm. yeah. And here's something else. 58% of the U.S. officers that we have served in foreign countries. You know how many have overseas experience in China? Zero. Zero. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. We know food is racist. We've been told so again, and it's out. We'll talk about that more on immigration. It's Chad Benson show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We're so uncomfortable. How dare you send people here? Yeah. It is hilarious listening to the people struggling to to do something with the 50 people that arrived on Martha's Vineyard. They don't know what to do. They're upset. They're angry. Ron DeSantis and what he's done. Putting human beings on planes and sending them to Martha's Vineyard without any warning to do it as a political stunt. This isn't an invasion, okay? These are men and women looking for work and a safe place to raise their kids. You think they want to leave their home countries, right? They're coming here looking for work, looking for an opportunity. Yeah. Again, out of sight, out of mind. You know that. You virtue signal, you bitch, you whine, you moan, and when you finally have to put up, when the check comes, and you see that they're actually charging real money for it, it becomes uncomfortable. It does. You don't like it. I don't like the fact they're being used as pawns. But you're the one who wants the sanctuary city. America should have stood up. If you're so like, we should all be involved. It's all hands on deck. Unless, of course, I actually have to do something. I'll get the next round as long as somebody pays for it. Look at me. I'm a good person. You don't like it. Deal with it. What started out as a Let's be real. Political stunt by by Greg Abbott, 
and then eventually Ducey has now been, well, it's in front of them, and they can't figure out what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. I, I, I don't know what to do. The border's not open, though. It's secure. I heard it. Kamala Harris said so. She said the border was secure. But we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border's secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. You're blaming it on Trump, who wanted to stop immigration illegally from happening. Are you serious about it? You're not. You're using it to raise money. I can guarantee the the fundraisers are going out now. If you support her, if you support a Republican, it's because you're a white supremacist racist. We don't have open borders. We just don't stop anybody. What if I told you this? Hey, uh, is the movie free to give it, get in? No, it costs money. Oh, but you don't have to pay. What? Yeah, it costs money, but you don't have to pay. Wait, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean I don't have to pay? Well, somebody's got to pay. No, no, no. It's just, you, 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 yes, it costs something. You, you just don't have to pay to get in. And so you're going to sneak me in? Well, I mean, it's, it's, no, I'm just curious. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay for it. Well, I mean, it's not us. So what do we care? So what do we care? Well, Arizona, Texas, they care. They've had enough. They've had enough. They've said, we're done. Yeah. We've had enough, but this is evil. This is bad. You got uh, uh, Gavin Newsom's like, well, we got to do a federal investigation because this might be kidnapping. Hillary, what do you have to say? I think, Joe, you have uh, laid out the craziness of the time in which we're living, where some politicians would rather not only have an issue, but exacerbate it to the extent of literally human trafficking, as you said. And so many other Americans, I happen to believe still the majority of Americans, um, are good-hearted and generous. And when people end up on their doorstep in need, they're going to respond. They're going to feed them and house them. A majority of Americans are good. Let me ask you, are you going to let somebody you don't know who's not been vetted into your house? Somebody asked me that yesterday. I said no. I said I have little kids. There's no chance in hell I'm letting somebody in my house. Stay there. I don't know who they are. Now, if it is a family, yeah, maybe. Case-by-case basis. But you've not vetted them. None of those things. Yeah, America's good. But you know what? There also has to be a point where we say, don't take our kindness as a weakness.
so you could take advantage of it. And the fact that Hillary's out there, well, this is human trafficking. And I love the fact that she acknowledges that there's a problem. But the problem for them is the uppities have to feel the problem. And that makes them uncomfortable. Because when you put face-to-face with the problem, you realize, well, I better figure out a solution. No, let's blame something else. It's like that, that girl the other day about the food. The problem is she gets on the scale or she looks in the mirror and she sees I'm overweight. There's a solution to that. But rather than find the solution, she blames the, the fork, the spoon, white people, her genetics because of, of, of colonization, all of those, never once saying, okay, there's a solution. I know what it is, and I'm going to have to face it head on. It's amazing. It is. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am. I shouldn't be surprised. But, man, what started out as a quote-unquote stunt is a lot more than that now. Oh, my. Speaking of food, I just ate a donut during break. I know, you're really bad, Chad. No, you know, it's Friday. Donuts on Friday. It's kind of my jam. Look, I put on since the like the what's it called since the pandemic hit and and you know I mean my soccer league's all shut down and because oh my god you're outside playing a sport you could get that flying monkey bat disease or whatever the hell it is and I'm like Ugh. and then when we came back by then I was doing so much I just haven't had time to work out I told my wife so I said you know what I gotta I gotta get on it gotta hit it hard I do and I understand that. I take responsibility. I have I, I have not done the things I'm supposed to, but I do know one thing. What is good for me and what is bad for me, and I do not base my foods on race, equality, any of those things, as some do. Now, LA Unified School District, this was pushed out and promoted through their Twitter, but they said, well, nobody that works here did that. So apparently somebody who doesn't work there has access to your Twitter account. I would check on that. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh no, are they moldy? I mean, no, are they poisoned? Did, are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. Okay, first of all, based on false narratives of health. Fat, nutritional overachiever, overweight, Fluffy, whatever you want to call yourself, person of size. I know what healthy is. You know what healthy is. This is, you know, I love the, oh, believe in science, except for the science that makes me uncomfortable. Believe in science. Okay. 5'10 and 170 pounds and... 
you know, 32-inch waist, you're pretty fit. Uh, you know, blood pressure, you know, 120 over 70, a resting heart rate of, of 60. That feels healthy, looks healthy. 5'10", 350, can't see the ground, sweat when you put your shoes on. Can't go upstairs, type 2 diabetes. Science would say one is healthy and one is not. Maybe I'm wrong. And stop trying to tell everybody they're phobic. Because they want to have a healthier lifestyle. But you're promoting that relationships with food is that all foods are equal. They're not all equal. A carrot is better than a donut. One is better for your fitness. One is better to taste, right? I mean, can we be honest? Better to eat, better for you. Oh, oh yeah. I would love it. We'd all love it. If a donut had no calories, it was great for you. Or if a carrot tasted like a donut. (laughs) That's not the world we live in. Remember that you do not need to earn food. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. If you usually overeat, and you put on a lot of weight, and you, I mean, look, the pandemic, people didn't do anything. They're inside. They put on a ton of weight. There was nothing that they were doing. People got depressed. It's not about your self-worth. It's about do you value yourself? Do you care enough about you that maybe the best thing that you can do for you and others around you, and the responsible thing, is to take better care of yourself? You're teaching kids that it's okay And that if anybody questions, maybe, hey, you know what? You don't need three hamburgers. That somehow that's a form of oppression. My goodness me. Do not bring that European nonsense into this ethnic household. Do you understand me? Yes, I understand you. And I won't do that. I'm sorry. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Somebody texted me and said, hey, Chad, uh... Was that really your son earlier on the show? My son called and I said, hold on a second, people. And I answered the phone, told him, you know, I'll call you right back. And he was like, well, what did you guys talk about? He got a great score in his math and he had a fitness test at school, oddly enough. I go, how fit were you? He goes, I was the third fittest in the school. It's a fantastic. It's good for you. I said, you're 12. You guys should all be fit. You should all be fit. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Adapt. Work out. It's not hard. And if you want to lose weight, it starts in the kitchen. If you want to be fit, it starts at the kitchen and the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) Issues there. Some people need to have a conversation with a therapist. I'm just saying, hey, I can help you with that. What do you mean? Better help. Better help. H-E-L-P. Better help. So, as you guys know, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with, you know, issues in life. But you need to figure out how you find solutions. BetterHelp can help with that. Becoming a better problem solver. Getting to the root cause of issues. Now, my stepdaughter, 
she had her issues. I mean, when we shut down, she was the the, the COVID. It it, it really it, it hit her harder than the other kids. BetterHelp has helped in so many ways with the frustration and 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 anxiety she was going through. So if you've struggled to find a, you know, I mean, you can look around. If you struggled to find any kind of therapist, as many people have, BetterHelp can help with that. Less than forty eight hours after a brief survey. You have been paired with a therapist online, live chat, phone. It's up to you. And it's far more affordable than in person. Right now, become a better problem solver with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Benson. BetterHelp.com slash Benson. Save 10% on your first month. BetterHelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. A person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. I'll say this. Week two. My NFL picks. Last week, eight, seven, and one. We'll see how I do this week. I think I got a better feel uh, than it's hard to get a feel. I think in the first couple weeks because nobody plays in the preseason. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I thought Tom Brady would suck last week. I'm like he looks great. Looks fantastic. Who needs practice, right? So eight seven and one last week. I got a win last night. Picked the uh, Chiefs. Uh, great game. By the way, I thought Amazon did a pretty damn good job. And it was neat, too, because I went over to the next-gen stats, and I thought, well, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Because you could go on, because everybody was chipped, and they had it was really kind of a cool thing where they circled everybody. It was just, I was like, this is neat. This is neat. Uh, this weekend's games. Let's do it, baby. 1-0, Chiefs over Chargers last night. Uh, Patriots-Steelers. Hate to do it. Steelers. Panthers, Giants, I don't trust the Giants yet. Panthers with a win. Browns, Jets. Anytime you hear the word Jets, no, just go the opposite. Browns. Colts, Jags, Jags get a win. Dolphins, Ravens. Good game this weekend. I take the Ravens. Bucks, Saints. I'm going Bucks. Commanders, Lions. Producer Phil, for you, I choose the Commanders. Seattle, 49ers. So you got the Seahawks, the Niners. I'm going with the Seahawks. And the rumblings are going to get louder and louder as you got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting out there as the backup quarterback. Falcons, Rams, Rams with a win. Raiders over the Cardinals. Broncos beat up on the Texans. The Cardiac Kitties get over the Cowboys. Bears, Packers, Packers get a win. And then two games, one-two on Monday night. Two games. Titans, Bills, going to be a hell of a game. I'm going Bills. Vikings, Eagles, going to be a hell of a game too. I'm going Vikings. There you go. Write it down. I'm going to be in a much better position next week. I promise you that. 323-538-2423. 
at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram and stuff. I need, you know, I, I need to do more stuff on there. It's just, it's people are so angry. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard being angry. I don't know how you do it all the time. God bless you. I, I hope you feel better. Go to BetterHelp. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I look at the immigration crisis when you see all these sanctuary cities as those boxers back in the day that you talk all the smack in the world to Mike Tyson. Mitch the Blood Green, I'll take you on. Then they get in the ring with him and they realize, sweet mother of God, he is an angry individual. And all the things I said, I didn't really think this was ever going to happen. And then he hits you, and you're like, oh, my God, I think you're bleeding inside. <laughs> People show up at Martha's Vineyard. Well, they showed up unexpectedly. Jeez, man, I can't believe all these people are here. What are they doing here? $1.35 million. Average price of a home, last I checked, in Martha's Vineyard. Can't get there by bus. you got to take a boat, if I'm correct, and a or an airplane, which is what they did. And they were all super excited about it, right? Donald Trump is the best. I'm building a wall. It's going to be great. Best wall ever. Why? Maybe Martha's Vineyard should have been like, we should build a wall here. How does this affect me, is the the reality of virtue signalers. How does this affect me? Because if it puts me out, that's a problem. If I'm allowed to say all the things I want to say, if I'm allowed to puff out my chest and talk about my, my morals and my beliefs and how amazing they are and how much more superior I am because you want to do whatever... You want to still use fossil fuels, or you believe that we should have an immigration system that's not broken, that uh, just doesn't reward people from walking across the border, uh, wh- whatever it is, but you feel superior to everybody else. But in actuality, when push comes to shove, and you're asked to participate, that's when you find out, oh, it was uh, Yeah. That's it. DeSantis, remind everybody of that. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. And they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. A fraud. And that's what it is. It's a fraud. It's not real. It's fake. You have failed at the follow-through. 
You're uncomfortable. Yes, it started out as a gimmick. Let's not pretend that it didn't. It did. It started out as a gimmick. I think a political posturing. But the noise that has been made, it's no longer the gimmick. It's it's they're taking notice. For months, Republican governors have been sending migrants to Democratic states to try and make a political point. New York City receiving nearly 12,000 migrants. Its mayor says the city is nearing its breaking point. We need help. The Republican governors say the administration's process is broken and argue their tactic is giving the rest of the country a much needed dose of reality. There has been a surge in border crossings, a record 1.8 million apprehensions since October, with about half of those migrants being released in the u.s cities like el paso texas have hit a crisis point but it's okay for them to hit a crisis point it's okay if el paso because i'm from a place that quite frankly i look down upon you i'm from chicago i'm from a big city we have art galleries everything you're el paso you suck I'm from Los Angeles, I'm from San Francisco, I'm from New York, I'm from Montes Vineyard. I look down upon you because, you know what, McAllen, you suck. You're dirty people who already live in squalor, so it's okay if they stay there with you. Hey, Yuma, deal with it. You're dirty people. So, hmm. You just deal with it. You just deal with it. But Martha's Vineyard does have problems. The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else. Right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. We, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we... Don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Best time of the year, by the way, to go to Martha's Vineyard, uh, April and September. Vast majority of these bigger homes, you've got people who live on the island. If you guys have seen Jaws, that's what, you know, Jaws is it's Martha's Vineyard. That's, that's Jaws. So uh, much of it is like in the movie. They make hay for several months, and they try to get through winter. But then property started getting bought up by the wealthy, and so, you know, and the little kidder boy got eaten, and, you know, it just went to hell from there. But we don't have the room. Well, there's lots of room. I'm looking around. I mean, I'm looking out there. I'm like, whoa, there's all these big homes. There's all these huge homes. Wait, 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 not let them stay there because most of those are just vacation home, weekend homes to get away from my tough life in Boston and New York. When you have to face the reality that you have to pay for some of it, you have to deal with it, you want to share in everything, that includes this, and they're asking you to share in it. Now, do I think that it's right that we use people as pawns? No, but I also don't think it's right that our federal government uses states as pawns. And politicians use the everyday average American citizen taxpayer as pawns in a game of of crap that they could find a solution for that won't be perfect, but better than they have. That they continue to ignore us over and over again. 
Yeah. No, I don't think it's right. I don't. But hey, you know what? They're feeling it. And the fact that we don't even know what to do with 50 people. They're set up for it there. It's broken. The system. It's broken. The people? They can't afford it anymore. And I live in a thoroughfare of people that cross illegally. Because I do live in the Valley of the Dirt People. And where I live is next to a reservation. And the reservation, the Tohono O'odham tribe, is on both sides of the border. And they walk across, and nobody does anything about it. And our men and women who are on the border, many of which who live around me, I go to church with, I'm friends with, you know what? They're overworked, they're frustrated, and they feel, as they say, rudderless. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, we'll have more on this. Plus, Ken Coleman's going to join us at the bottom hour as we talk about the insane world of businesses and and, and, you know, what's going to make you happy? What's your purpose? Jobs? All this stuff. Uh, it is people, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what we want to do. This whole coronavirus reset a lot of things for a lot of people. And they're like, I want some more work-life balance. I want something where I have some purpose. Uh, but I also need to make money. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a really interesting conversation. On top of all of that, I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, but wow, those rates are high. Oh, yeah. Just got more expensive to buy a house in the U.S. The average mortgage rate climbing over 6% for the first time since the housing crash of 2008. Freddie Mac reports the 30-year rate rose to 6.02% from 5.8% just last week. And the long-term average has more than doubled from a year ago. So if you were looking to lock in a mortgage at this time last year, you were likely looking at a rate of under 3%, and now it's over 6 Think about that. Under? Over. The house that you wanted to buy this time last year that you were saving money for the, in the area that you wanted to live, it has gone from a four-bedroom, three-bath to a lean-to. <laughs> that, that, that's what you're getting now. The market itself, well, you know, uh, in some places, and, and like everything, think about this when it comes to the housing market. There are some places that will be far more effective, and it takes longer to dig out. If you live on the beach in Southern California, your $5.5 million home might drop down to $5 million, but within a week it's back up to $5.5 million. And I say that. Uh, I was talking to my uncle last night. He goes, him and his wife were looking for a place. They were just driving around. They're down by Seal Beach. There's a small plot of land right there on the ocean. I go, what a cost, Paul? He goes, $7 million for the land. And when I mean small, I mean small. They have thin and tall houses there, if you know what I mean. This has effectively cooled off a housing market that has been red hot for years now. Many potential home buyers are getting pushed out of the market because higher rates can mean hundreds of dollars or more in monthly mortgage payments. And while rates have steadily been on the rise, sales of existing homes in the U.S. have fallen for six straight months now. Yeah. And why that matters to all of us is because when people are buying homes, they're buying other goods. You don't want to go into your new home with an old refrigerator. You don't want to go into your new house with a crappy sofa. Oh, yeah. So that's why those things are important. And the whole thing is, do we can we cool it down enough 
where it's not dying but more hibernating and then the market itself kind of equalizes yeah but the problem is in some marketplaces like where i live in phoenix well you know i live outside of phoenix the, the there's not enough homes so the supplies is still the issue you get 300 new people move here a day we're not finishing 300 houses a day oh yeah so some places are going to stay high but that being said, 2008, Phoenix was destroyed. Arizona was destroyed. The housing market was destroyed. Destroyed. The prices of homes, oh. My wife's uncle, he bought his house, I think, for 70 grand, like five, six years ago. He could easily get four, four and a half, four, four fifty for it. And it's well outside of Phoenix. If it was in Phoenix, he'd get six, seven hundred for it. But he got it for virtually nothing. They couldn't give houses away. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, Twitter, text the program, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. If you love your dog like I love my dog, I saw Doodle this morning. Put my shoes on at like 2.20 in the morning. I look over and he lifts his little head up and I'm like, oh, dude, I scratch his little head. And he's alive. He's well. He's here. He shouldn't be, but Rough Greens, canine Vita Smart. Dr. Dennis Black put it together, naturopathic doctor, put together one of those amazing things. It's... It's just a supplement. You sprinkle on top of your dog's food, but it brings your dog's food to life. Gives them the nutrients it's missing. If your dog struggles with, you know, they're lethargic. They have issues with digestive systems. Uh, they've got hip and joint pain. You watch what this can do for it. It is, it is amazing. Don't change anything either with the food. Just put this on top of it. He's so confident you'll love it. He wants to give you a free starter pack. It's a two-week jumpstart pack. You cover the cost of shipping. You get a bag for free ruffgreens.com slash chad ruffgreens.com slash chad ruffgreens.com slash chad chad benson show welcome to chad no not the country the institution the chad benson show five four three two one zero ignition now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the web of the inter and the net, shall we? Number one thing on Google yesterday was easy. Uh, the NFL, over five plus million searches. Great game last night. Amazon Prime. First time ever the game was streamed in its entirety as a sense that there was no other way. You weren't getting it on the NFL Network on your cable channel. You weren't getting it on you know Fox or CBS or any. You This was it. Unless you were a... So if you were from Los Angeles, you could have watched the Chargers on regular television. If you're from Kansas City, you could have watched Kansas City on regular television. Everybody else, you had to have Prime or subscribe to it. I thought they did a pretty damn good job. That's just me. Roger Federer retired yesterday. Awesome. Third in wins and slams uh, behind Djokovic and Nadal. Arguably, Djokovic, I think, will be the best of all time, but Nadal's right there with him. Mexican Independence Day. Hispanic Heritage Month, which is weird because they start it in the middle of the month and it goes through. The next month, I didn't quite get that. But, hey, what are you going to do? 
Tony uh, Bridger, Bridgner. If you know who she is, you will. She's a uh, she's she's in the she's under NASCAR, but she's going to be a Victoria's Secrets model. And uh, well worthy of it, by the way. Well worthy of it. Oh, Chad, that was sexist. Whatever. Get over yourself. You're you're becoming a Victoria's Secrets model because you know you're good looking. They don't, you know. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Isn't that what it, a little bit is? The Patagonia billionaire gave up his company skirt seven hundred million dollar tax hit. Oh man, he should take that money and give it all to. Greta Thunberg and everybody. Oh, Chad, you just beat a jerk. Martha's Vineyard is trending everywhere because of, you know, a shark attack? No, because there are 50 migrants from Venezuela that have been sent there by the evil Ron DeSantis. And everybody there is upset because, as we all know, they have a problem with housing there. And they can't, they're not set up to take the 50 people that showed up. That's not very nice, Chad. I'm just saying they're struggling with it. It's a struggle. I don't know what to do. Donald Trump and fellow presidents are invited to the service for the Queen on Monday. She's still no longer with us. King Charles the third. What if you had chosen like the eighth? I always went. I thought he should have went with Gizmo. Because you get to pick your name. Let's throw something out there. Man, I'm going outside the box, guys. I'm going to be Gizmo. They're like, here comes King Gizmo. <laughs> Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter, and one of the interesting things too is uh, five mile wait, five mile wait to see the Queen's body. Think about that. Ken Coleman joins us. To talk about your passion, work, interesting. What's going on? Why are people not motivated? Straight ahead, Chad Benson show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Best selling author, syndicated radio host. Kind of familiar with Dave Ramsey as well, from what I understand. And yeah. he's here to, well, to enlighten us on all kinds of things. King Coleman joins us. First, we were just talking. So I work about anywhere between 75 and about 100 hours a week, depending on what I'm doing. I love what I do. It's still a slog at times. But, you know, you're also showing people, look, you can love what you do. Uh, the reality is so many people I know hate their jobs. I, I did a story today. Two ding-dongs is the best way to describe them, uh, who decided to try to derail a train so their job at Wendy's wouldn't be as busy that night. Yeah. It is... Wow. People are miserable at times doing their job. How, how, how do they make life better for themselves? Yeah. Well, let's, let's just drive home the numbers here. The average American will spend ninety to 100,000 hours 
at work in their lifetime. Now, you're above that, okay, with the numbers that you're putting in. The difference is you really find fulfillment and meaning in your work. And that is the answer to your question. What we first have to understand is, in this younger generation, uh, they've grown up watching their their grandparents or listening to their grandparents and their parents talk about how work is a four-letter word and it's just something you got to do to pay the bills and people are living for the weekend. And, And so we have to reframe work as an opportunity to contribute. So the first thing we have to understand is that you were created uniquely, and it is in your uniqueness where you can find greatness. And it's very simple. If you use what you do best, that's your talent, and you do work you really love, that's passion, and produce results that matter deeply to you, they connect to your personal values, that's a sense of mission. If those three things, you can spend, let's call it three-fourths of your day using what you do best to do work you love to produce results that matter to you, I got news for you. That is the dream job. And you're really going to make good money. More importantly, you're going to be fulfilled. Now, you take somebody who spends 40, 50 hours a week who either can't stand their job or maybe they, they don't hate it, but it just doesn't fire up their soul. It's just something they have to do. Uh, think about how that wears a person down. And you drag all of that crap home with you. And I really believe um, that when you look at work, and relationships. Those are the two most important things in a human's life. If our work sucks, it sucks the soul out of you, yeah. and that affects your marriage, your parenting, your friendship, your health, your mental health, and everything. So I'm not saying it's the silver bullet, but I'm saying to understand that you can love your work and be loved while you do the work, uh, that's important for people to understand. And it's a perspective change. Yeah. You know, it, it's... Uh, the, the younger generation, uh, in many cases, I think, they get a raw deal at times. A lot of them feel entitled. But the reality is, is you're right. They saw grandma. They saw grandpa. They see a lot of this stuff. And the entitlement comes to the fact that their parents have entitled them. And they do want more. And it is kind of neat that they want more. The thing is, though, and you know this, Ken, is wanting more sounds great. Getting more, though, you have to put some effort into something. You can't just, look, there are some things in life that you're not going to make any money off of. And if you think you're going to be a community organizer and make a bunch of money and fulfill yourself to travel on Europe half the year, that's not going to happen. It's finding the happy medium of fulfilling yourself, making yourself feel like you're making a difference. And at the same time, realizing, look, there's some things in life you're just going to have to suck it up. We all got bills. We all got to pay for stuff. We all have to work at something. Well, I think you make a good point that um, as I describe so succinctly what a dream job is, understand that that's at the top of the ladder or the top of the mountain. Choose your metaphor. Absolutely. So what I see in this younger generation, and again, it's not across the board, but we see more numbers of kids who their expectations are so high. And the expectations come from a world where they've never had to struggle. Uh, so so take, I'm a, I'm a Gen X. Uh, my generation, we have failed. I mean, as a parent, we want to create a better life for our kids. Uh, but what we've done is we've removed a lot of the struggle. And kids today have got to understand that if I want something worthwhile, there is going to be a struggle. There always is. There is no success without the struggle. And and so we as parents, if, if you can put your kids in a in a position, you're listening to me right now and you got young kids, find opportunities throughout their life as they grow up to let them struggle. And what I mean by that is to learn something that is hard to learn, to soak in their failure and take those moments to teach through failure. Because I'm seeing a lack of grit. Yeah. And, and you combine a lack of grit because they've not had to struggle with outsized expectations, 
That, my friend, is a recipe for frustration, and then very quickly it becomes misery. Yeah. 100%. And, and again, there's, you know, it's, uh, there's no great war for them. There's, there is no, you know, we had the Cold War. I'm Gen X like you. You know, mom and dad had, had Vietnam and Korea. And before that, obviously, the great generation. This is climate change, but it's, that's, that's an existential kind of, it's not that real kind of struggle. And mom and dad have become, hey, you know what? I'm a bulldozer parent now. I, I, and it's, that's not a way to be. And I've got youngsters and I want to make sure that they understand that failure in life is how you find success and you're not going to get there without failing and the if you want to be a success i played pro soccer in europe and i used to i i play with a guy who used to tell me i never once got paid to play but i sure now got paid to practice yes and all the things you don't like to do is where success is found. And that's what I think kids nowadays need to to understand. I'm talking to Ken Coleman, best-selling author, uh, and also a syndicated uh, talk show host. So outside of there, like we've got all this weird world. We got, we got quiet quitting. We got quiet fire. I read an article today, quiet hiring, which is what a lot of companies do, where they're looking to promote somebody, but they're slowly doing it within rather than outside. What is all of this quiet stuff, Ken? Make make sense of it for us. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me this. So uh, it's nothing new at all. So quiet quitting is just uh, the younger generation. It's I could like to call it snowflake uh, for average. And so the idea here is, is that I'm not going to do anything more than is expected of me. So this is probably the most wide widely held definition out there. And of course, it's on TikTok and then it's on Reddit and all these threads. So you get lost in that crap if you're not careful. I don't pay attention to it. But the the widely held definition is, look, um, management doesn't appreciate me. And we do have a real leadership crisis, and that's been exposed through the pandemic and the great resignation, that leaders aren't valuing people the way they need to, and leaders and workers are going, screw you. If you don't value me, well, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to go get a better, bigger paycheck. And so that really is at the heart of what's going on. So I understand the frustration. But the problem with quiet quitting is it is a fancy new way of saying, you know what? Average is okay. But you and I both know. That average isn't okay. No. I mean, you just think about this as a human being. I mean, those that are listening right now, when was the last time you said to your spouse or family, hey, um, this year for vacation, let's go to an average resort and, and, and let's, uh, let's, let's have an average meal every night? Or, or how, when was the last time a sports fan said, hey, I hope our team's just average this year? Well, so this speaks to the human spirit, and the human spirit is defined by one thing, and that's progress. And so when you do this quiet quitting and you think, well, I'm only going to do the bare minimum, you are settling. And I mean, you're settling emotionally and mentally, and then you will quickly see your life settle. And and I'm going to tell you something. You know this. The quickest way to misery is to find no reason for existence Monday through Friday. See, when you begin to think that your job doesn't matter, it is a very slippery slope, and I would suggest to you a dangerous slope that you begin to think that you don't matter. And again, my friend, this is where suicide, affairs, addiction, where you begin to try to medicate your soul, as opposed to a person like you and I, like we love what we do. We see purpose in what we do. And uh, so so this quiet quitting is a bunch of nonsense. It's not a new idea. For years, Gallup has come out with information year for year that says 68 to 69 percent of the American population is disengaged. It doesn't mean they hate their job. It just means... 
they're quiet quitting. So it's nonsense. What is it? You know, and it's funny, Ken, you talk about the quiet quitting and, and the leaders and we lack all of these things. One of the things I've noticed is everything nowadays, it, with it work, whatever, it's everything's passive aggressive, quiet firing, yes. quiet. It's all passive aggression. Yes. And I talked to an attorney the other day uh, and he said, you know, so much of it, especially in big companies, is everybody's terrified to get rid of somebody who isn't very good and people who are thinking they're better. They're terrified to say anything. We have this bizarre world of nobody's being able to stand up and say, hey, I'm better than this, or hey, you know what? You're not doing your job. We need to get rid of you. So you, you've really singled in on something that's important. I think there's two causes of this. So it's the, I'm, I don't want to do confrontation. Now, there's two things. Number one, uh, most people, I'm not one of them, okay? So I'm a high D on the disc profile. So confrontation for me is a normal course of life. Uh, I think it's healthy and I think it's natural. doesn't mean you have to be a jerk, but you got to confront reality. But most people don't like confrontation. So that's the first problem. Now enter in our world, let's t- say over the last 15 years of social media, where now we've got keyboard warriors. People take shots at you and me every day that would never even come close to saying it to our face. But because you and I are out there and we're public figures and we take a stand every day on what we believe, you got keyboard warriors who on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and Twitter's the worst, and they can fire a salvo at you that's insulting and evil and wicked and unkind and disrespectful, and there's no consequences for those comments because... They're not there in the room with you. Yeah. I really believe that social media from that standpoint and just the overall disconnect, we communicate through screens and through boxes and through messages. And the old days of looking a person in the eye and going, hey, um, something doesn't feel right here. And I think you've nailed it. The passive aggressive stuff is everywhere. It's in leadership, first and foremost. This quiet firing is the latest trend where a leader essentially does a bad breakup, you know, where the girl just kind of slowly starts to not have time for you, and is something wrong? Oh, no, nothing's wrong, and you know something's wrong. It's that kind of crap is happening right now in the workplace. So you've nailed it. I think passive aggressiveness is all about the fact that we've become cowards. Yeah, absolutely. i got about a minute here. Speak to the leadership thing, because you said yeah. leadership, and I think... You know, when I lived in England for a long time, they used to have this great, you know, phrase: "We fight like lions." Unfortunately, we're led by donkeys. Yeah. Leadership is so important in a job you do. Many of us have stayed in in a place where we love the leadership longer than we probably should have, and we've left earlier in a place that we thought we should have loved because the leadership is bad. Yeah. Uh, two quick comments on that. Number one, a lot of people have been promoted into leadership because that's just sort of the American way. A high performer. Well, we got to promote them, so we promote them to a management position, and they may not actually love the work of leading. And then I would say this encourage leaders out there, uh, if you're struggling with retention and engagement, there are three human needs that you've got to meet as a leader. And this is going to simplify your leadership. Number one, you need to try to get a person on the right seat of the bus where they're doing work that they really, really enjoy and that they're good at. Number two, you've got to recognize people publicly and privately for their unique contribution. It's Chad, you're crushing it. Here's how you're crushing it. And then the third thing is, is people want a relationship with their leader. That doesn't mean you got to be best friends with them, but you need to take on the role of coach or mentor. That's a real relationship. And if you do those three things, meet those human needs in those three areas, you can win as a leader because you're going to be so different from what's out there in the marketplace. People will stay with you and they'll fight for you. Absolutely. Kit Coleman, best-selling author, uh, and of course, radio host, much like me, syndicated. People want to follow you. They want to buy your books. Where they go? Yeah, The Ken Coleman Show is wherever you can listen or watch. And then the website is kencoleman.com. The new book is From Paycheck to Purpose, wherever books are sold. 
Fantastic. Kid Coleman right there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. EdenPureDeals.com. Go there right now. Get yourself great deals on an air purifier. The best around. One that won't mask odors, right? So they're not into masking odors. So many of those ones that you get, and it's like, it's great. You pour this little stuff in here, and then the place that stink doesn't stink anymore, but it smells like something else. But then once this thing stops, it still stinks. That's not what Eden Pure is about. Eden Pure is exactly the opposite of that. They're about destroying the odors. So once, well, the Eden Pure is not running, guess what? The odors are gone. Or maybe you're thinking, hey, this room smells fine now. I need to move this somewhere else. And move it, you can't. Small, out of way, no filters to buy. The OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorm is truly, truly amazing. It is. I've got it in my house. I've got it in my new studios. Uh, they're incredible, and they destroy so fast the odors. You will smell the difference in moments. Right now, get your Eden Pure OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorm at a price that's right, kids. We're going to save you money because that's what we do here on the Chad Benson Show. You're going to save $200. By using code CHAT3 at EdenPureDeals.com. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAT3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAT3. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. It's a great interview. If you missed any of it, grab it. Ken Coleman joining the program talking about that. It was earlier this week talking about, uh, you know, purpose, life, making a living. It's just it's it's interesting. And, and, and it comes on the fact that uh, and I agree with this because I have done this before. And I will say this collaboration being around people, it's part of the human experience. Earlier this week, we talked about men and the crisis of men in this country and, and, and you know, the fact that the Internet has made everything so easy and that includes dating and that not being in social set, settings for men is an issue. It's for an issue for everything, including work. And this week, Malcolm Gladwell, who is a best-selling author, he stirred everybody up because he said, hey, remote work? No, it's not good. He says, your brain's telling you lies. Oh, he says, not in your best interest to work at home. Oh, and people people went after him. You know, where did you work from? And he's got this business that he has, and he has some people that work in L.A., some people that work in New York, and, you know, but he's a writer. That's one thing you can do where they're like, well, you traveled the world as you wrote and you did stuff. But the difference is, is he was out of his house. He was out of his house. I don't think people understand that. I will tell you, I did voiceovers for a few years. It's kind of my full-time job. And while it's really cool, it was also very lonely. (laughs) It was. It was very, very, very lonely. Not seeing people, not collaborating with people. Uh, Now, granted, there's not a lot people are going to be able to do you know, if they're like, hey, Chad, you need to read this commercial for us. Well, it's not like I can go talk to 12 people and ask them, hey, what do you think? But, but the, the collaboration side, it was just being in a position where I was just around people. Because we, at the end of the day, we're still social beings. And I think we need to remember that. 
I mean, we are pack animals. And we're better as a group. And then people started to attack him, Malcolm Gladwell, for for how dare you say that. Right. You know, look at you. You're you're going everywhere and you're writing and and and, you know, he's just like, yeah, offices matter because it's not just about you. It's about your coworkers. It's about feeling connected, especially when you're all trying to row in the same. Imagine having a rowboat and all of us are trying to go to the same place. But we're really not quite sure where which direction that place is. But instead of all of us being in one rowboat with somebody saying it's over here, one guy's going or gal's like, it's over here, but we've got 50 different people singularly in rowboats, and they're all rowing in, at times, different directions. That's not a helper. Oh. Here's something else. 69% of employees aren't satisfied with the opportunities for connections in their workplace. And are you ready for this? And people who have weak connections at workplaces are 313% more inclined to quit their jobs. It does matter. And that's why I say hybrid, right? I, I, I think a hybrid is the perfect thing. Smaller workspaces, hybrid, more connected, and at the same time, autonomy. Because that's what people want. They want connection, but they do want their autonomy. But just fully not engaged and not talking with people, not being around people, that is not good. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. If you miss any of the show, grab the podcast. It's Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You wanted to be a sanctuary city. You wanted the virtue signal. You wanted all of the things because you want people to like you and and, and to think you're somehow this kind-hearted, amazing, and great individual. And you wanted to be above it all as the evil Republicans who want the border secure. And now that people show up. Guess what? You're pissed. You're angry. You're flustered. Well, they showed up and we didn't even know they were coming. The Martha Vineyard thing has just angered people. Yes, I've not seen. Well, who are these people? Why are they here? Hmm, that's a very good question. Hmm, is there a soccer game going on? Bah. You wanted it. You got it. Put your money where your mouth is. This is what it is. Do you understand what the rest of us who live in border states have been going through? Not for the last several months, but for decades. For months, Republican governors have been sending migrants to Democratic states to try and make a political point. New York City receiving nearly 12,000 migrants. Its mayor says the city is nearing its breaking point. We need help. So think about that. 12,000. We need help. We need help. What are we going to do? I'm going to remind you guys this. So write this down. A vast majority of them 
will move on to other places within 24 to 48 hours. Oh. 12,000. That's not even a half a month in Yuma. Yeah. The Republican governors say the administration's process is broken and argue their tactic is giving the rest of the country a much needed dose of reality. There has been a surge in border crossings, a record 1.8 million apprehensions since October, with about half of those migrants being released in the U.S. Cities like El Paso, Texas, have hit a crisis point. And I go back and say this, a vast majority of them, they say, well, they're all applying for asylum. No, they're not. There's a lot of them that aren't. Mayor Nichols of Yuma said, how many people are applying for asylum? He's like, mm, 30%. So the, so the people that are being turned away, some of them were like, no. And then we're like, yeah, you can stay. And then are you applying for asylum? No, but you can still stay. Tell me again, if you're a Democrat, how this is not open borders. Tell me right now how this is not open borders. He rang the dinner bell. I continue to say that over and over again. He rang the dinner bell. He said, hey, we're going to find a way to make sure that everybody has got the opportunity to uh, eventually get to a point where they are going to have a chance at citizenship. Did not say that. He did say that. He said that Biden wanted a pathway for people. That was his goal. Let's give him a pathway to citizenship. Oh, Chad, I, I, I think you're lying. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. Absolute crap. And the whole thing about... Oh, that's not true. Well, let's talk to somebody who went to Martha's Vineyard. By the way, think about it. You're in Venezuela a few days ago, you know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And all of a sudden you're in Martha's Vineyard. Why did you come to America? This bus just arrived moments ago. I talked to some of the folks. Apparently this bus has come from Del Rio, Texas. Habla inglés? No. No? La Presidenta Harris dice que la frontera es... Cerrado or abierto? Abierto. Abierto. So what she's saying is, I asked her, Vice President Harris says that the border is closed. She says it's open. What? No. Wait. Oh, you lies. That's lies. It's not open. I mean, I heard her say it's not open. I mean, you know, I mean, I heard her. She was on and she was she was she was talking to, uh, uh, you know, this 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 person on the TV and they said, hey, uh, you know, is it, is it open or closed? And she's like, oh, it's totally uh, uh, closed. It's secure. It's like super secure. Right, right, right. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure. 
But we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. Lie. Stop blaming the last guy who's not here. Ask the Border Patrol. Hey, how do you guys feel? We're exhausted. We're beat down. We get no help from this administration. You're still talking about giving people citizenship. And then when somebody shows up here and they say, yeah, we hear it's kind of open. Then all of a sudden, you well, that's not true. Oh, it's totally secure. We're just not quite sure what secure means. Tell me what secure means in your mind. Joe Manchin. Is Kamala right? Vice President Harris said this weekend the southern border is, quote, secure. It's wrong. She's dead wrong on that. And I have said this. If we don't secure it, I voted every time for the wall. But we need the wall and a lot more. Technology, more agents. Yes. Boom. More judges. Expedite these cases. Make it easier to come here legally. Absolutely. Especially on a temporary basis. All those things can be talked about. You're talking about pass, pathway to citizenship. I think if America knew the truth, what if what if tomorrow the 11 million turned out to be 37 million? Oh, that'd be different. But these quote unquote political stunts have made people uncomfortable because it's there. It's in their neighborhood now. Oh. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. And they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. It is a fraud. DeSantis there. Now, the one thing I will say, some people are saying they have no idea. They wanted to go to Boston. Is that where they were told? They said some people say that it was, you know, they were tricked onto getting in the plane. And if that's true, that's you can't do that. You can't. Maybe they didn't understand. It wasn't explained to him correctly. Lost in translation. Whatever you want. That, that you can't do. But I've not really heard any of that with the buses. No, because you may be going to the East Coast, so they're going to take you to the East Coast. Okay. Oh, my cousin or my, you know, and I, I, or my aunt, my mother, they could pick me up there. It is hilarious, though, because as we've been saying, right, you're all about saving the homeless until you're like, what do you mean you're building a homeless complex across the street? You're all about climate change till it hits you in the pocketbook and it makes you uncomfortable and it takes you out of a zone that you were fine with because you want to be seen as a virtuous person, but you don't want to really do it. Everybody's all about illegal immigration until it goes from Texas, New Mexico, Arizona out where everybody's doing their part, right? Oh, we've got to do our part. Well, there's your part right there. And you're not doing a damn thing about it.
The difficult challenges are uh, we have at some point in time they have to move to somewhere else, right? We we cannot we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. We we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we we don't we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. How do you think they feel in El Paso, McAllen? Yuma, Nogales, Tucson, where I live. A joke about living in the Valley of the Dirt People. How do you think they, they're, they're taking it on a day-to-day basis? Where the crisis is massive. Because it's out of sight, out of mind. And your reaction says everything that we need to hear. If it affects you, well, then it's an issue. If it affects other people, you don't care. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rates are up 6%. It's funny. We were talking uh, the other day, uh, and I mentioned, you know, housing rates going up. And by the way, you know, where where we were at the beginning of the year to where we are now, if you're thinking about buying a house and you're in that position now, that house you wanted to buy six months ago, you can't afford it anymore. But still historically, really low. I mean, five was, whoa, four, are you kidding me? Three, two, oh, my, uh, historically low. But because we become so used to it being low, now that it's gone up to 6%, it's still, ha, How many of you are kicking yourself when you had more than ample opportunities to refinance and you didn't do it? And if you have adjustables, right, right now, you are just, oh, geez, because you're, 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 you're watching money fly out of your pocket. The house that you afforded, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to afford. Now, it's not as bad as 2008, but we haven't seen this level of interest rates since 2008. But the whole point of this is what? To cool the economy, bring it back down to where there's parity amongst goods, services, consumers, and then try to, you know, move it forward in a way where everybody's in unison, if you will. We shall see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff to squeeze into on this hour. My football picks. I'm 1-0, baby. Got a big win last night. Got a big win. Find out how I do. Last week, not great. Eight, seven, and one. Let's see what I do this week. My pillow per kale bed sheets. 250 thread count. Breathable, amazing, soft, comfortable. King, queen sizes. Normally 90 bucks. Yours for $40 right now. One of the biggest sales of the year. And my pillow. 60 money back guarantee. And they, the great thing is, you know, so you, you machine wash them all, drop it. So you put them in there. What happens? Too often you, you go and you buy bed sheets and they fit the first time, you know, and by the second or third wash, you're like, these things don't fit anymore. You don't have to worry about that. No. 250 thread count. Ooh, sleeping nicely. You will love these. 
I'm telling you right now. And again, normally 90 bucks, yours 40 bucks. Deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Use code Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson. Take advantage of everything, including the percale bed sheets right now. Normally 90 bucks, yours $40. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. We have come together this morning to give thanks to God for the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Here in Wales, we join with the whole United Kingdom, the Commonwealth, and with people across the world to grieve her passing. I'm not grieving her passing. I mean, uh, uh, you know, again, interesting life, the whole nine yards. It's, 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 it's a trip. It is a trip to watch... Uh, because we don't have that here. I mean, we don't. I mean, again, the closest thing we have to a king or a queen is the president, but there's finite time in what they do. And if one passes unexpectedly or is killed, JFK, you 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 go and 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 yes, you you, you mourn uh, at that moment in time, and then you you move on. But there, there, this thing is going, and I continue to it boggles the mind. I was thinking yesterday. I was talking to, uh, again, I do my local show here. I was talking to my uh, on-air partner. I said, is there any human being you would wait for 30, 40 hours in line with hundreds of thousands of people? Is there anybody that you would do that for? We've been meeting lots of people. Yeah, it's been enjoyable. But it's, yes, my, my feet are actually aching. I'm so happy I wore flats. That is Nicola. She's happy she wore flats. And seeing people over there crying, I, I, you know, I don't. Uh, and then there's the other side of it, which is, hey, there's a lot of people here. If you were thinking of doing something bad, might be the place. Terrorists like to attack crowds, and we are about to create possibly the biggest crowd uh, in recent history. Yeah. So could you imagine that, what that would look like? Oh, my God. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Speak of royalty, they're not royalty, but they sure in the hell act like they're old-time royalty. She and the Pooter got together. Pooter's still licking his wounds from his ass being kicked uh, right now, but uh, there's no doubt. First of all, I love the when they put the pictures up of both of them, they stand in front of their flags like, you know, probably three feet apart from each other. They look so uncomfortable. <laughs> it is. It looks like a hostage video. Here's our proof of life. And, uh, you know, the, the fact is they're coming together. They want to give the world they want to give the world an option. Hey, are you guys about oppression? Fantastic. This we're, we're your people. If you want freedoms. Well, you're going to have to go with the other people. It's a pretty good deal if you're Xi Jinping because your economy is cooling and you're getting a discount on oil, which is going through the roof for the rest of the world. You're getting a discount on grain. You're going to get a discount on, on iron ore. All those things that your country needs to to survive and continue to grow, even at a reduced rate. Yeah, but uh, he is not happy with the pooter and what's going on over there right now. And the pooter essentially has to look at Xi as, you know, in this in this situation... Uh, you know, I, I gotta, I have no bargaining power. Xi Jinping coming in and he is setting the terms with Vladimir Putin. And if you looked at some of the body language there, it was like uh, the puppy that had been disciplined. <laughs> I did not know that all foods are equal, but thank you. 
L.A. Unified School District for pointing that out. The most absurd story of the year so far? Maybe. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's been a hell of a week, that's for sure. Wackiness, craziness, inflation was defeated, except for the part where it looks like it's winning. (laughs) Immigration, craziness, we got more of it coming up. You know what? Let's just relax for a second. Let some dulcet tunes in the voice of the great James Taylor. We cannot be intimidated by those who are talking about this as somehow we're some a bunch of wacko liberals. So we welcome Texans um, to Chicago and, and we'll rent the buses next time to bring them here. Uh, to do just that, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed. We also have to put in place a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. We don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. The rent is really high, even in the hood. Electric vehicles, electric cars cheaper to own low-income people are the ones who most need those gas savings if they can afford the evs in the first place think about what you think about MAGA republicans do not respect the constitution think about what you think about what did you do what did you do i step all over my coat good thing my mom's not around i think nancy pelosi is the gutsiest woman in politics somewhat like the queen that's an applause line We will fight for the strength of our nation, understanding the connection, understanding when we fight, we win. We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do on the work that has occurred. Uh, what a week indeed. I just love hearing the people freak out in Martha's Vineyard and everywhere else over the fact that a bunch of people showed up like, why are these people of color here? Oh, my Lord. What are we going to do? We can't take care of them. Ron DeSantis and what he's done, putting human beings on planes and sending them to Martha's Vineyard without any warning to do it as a political stunt. This isn't an invasion. Okay, these are men and women looking for work and a safe place to raise their kids. You think they want to leave their home countries, right? They're coming here looking for work, looking for an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are doing. Why does Texas and Arizona have to, to, to be the only one who has to participate? I'm just curious about this. Here's the thing. While you criticize... Ron DeSantis and Abbott and Ducey and Manchin for switching sides on this kind of thing. And everybody else out there who says we need to do something at the border. Never once saying maybe we need to secure the damn border.
Never. Never. You're those people that are like, man, they, those people are so angry. They, they burned down that building. Oh, we should find out why they're angry. No, what they're doing is not right. We can sympathize. We can have compassion. But at some point, don't you have to say, even if you're on the left, this is insane. This is insane. Biden. And with Secretary Mayorkas' leadership, we're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Republican officials should not interfere with that process by waging these political stunts. Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't, huh? What's your, with your border policy, what is your border policy? To have no policy? That's your border policy? That's your dumbass border policy? It's just insane. You ever ask yourself, how the hell did we get to this point where we have zero policy along the border? I'm just curious. I am. Is the border secure? Out of curiosity. KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that um, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. What did you say? You said a lot of words. Nothing came out. Expelled? Are you kidding me? Well, the people we encounter, we turn and send them back. We expel. No, you're not. You just talk about the fact that you've let how many people in this year? Well over half the encounters have come in. That doesn't even include the gotaways. Chad, that's racist. I didn't make that up. That's what they call it, the Border Patrol. Well, they're racist. Whatever. Enough. Enough. It is just in. Incredible. More from the angry liberals in beautiful Martha's Vineyard. And these guys who've gotten everything in life, Ron DeSantis is using human beings for stunts. It breaks my heart. This country has been defiled by these men, by these lazy, privileged white men who've gotten every f***ing handout in life and they're trying to punish other people. And the dehumanization, think it's funny? You know, you built this country on these myths of we came here and we worked hard as immigrants and we created the middle class. Now you're denying other people the same opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, that is so funny. Dylan Fernandez. That's pure cowardice. There's nothing tough about using women and children for your own political gain. Ron DeSantis is, is a coward. No, I think what he's doing is he wants like, like, all of the border states just to feel what we go through to maybe have an understanding 
of what it is that happens. Out of sight, out of mind. It's been out of sight for a while, and you guys have had it out of your mind. Because the isn't it hilarious that Martha's Vineyards, it's like been sullied. Oh my God, these people are here. What do we? Oh, 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 oh. Enough. 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 You don't like it here. Here. Your services can be can be can be, you know, taxed on. Your 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 areas can feel what's going on. Your nonprofits can understand the strain and the stress put on. Your schools hospitals can get what is you know their fair share i mean you can look at it two ways it's, yeah, it's, if i'm desantis and i'm all of the is it a political stunt it started out that way let's not pretend that it isn't but at the same time isn't it nice to know that there is a sense of hey you know what Let's just send some people some places so they can get an understanding. I mean, they're going to be shipped somewhere anyways. I mean, they're here in the country. I mean, they're sending them on buses and putting them on planes anyways. So, so we send them to these places. And if you're doing it against their will, well, that's a different story. That being said, here, virtue signal. Now it's time to really put up. Oh, yeah. See how it goes. Let me know that the 50 people are breaking Martha's Vineyard, which, uh, just to let you guys know, the housing crisis in Martha's Vineyard, average house home, about 1.3, 1.4 million. On top of that, most of them are vacation homes. Sounds like there's plenty of room available at the end. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, we all know L.A. Unified School District is insane uh, and, and has continued to move in that direction. Uh, I would have pulled my kid out of school immediately with this latest video and the thing that they're pushing, which is diet culture is based upon oppression. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh, no. Are they moldy? I mean, no, are they no. poisoned? Are you Allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. What in God's name? First of all, I had a donut this morning because it's Friday. It's Donut Friday. Secondly, yeah, you know what? While <laughs> there is a hierarchy in health, which is... Fruits and vegetables are better than donuts. One is better for you. The other is better tasting. See the way that works, kids? Stop saying phobia with everything. Stop that. Well, you're fat phobic. I'm not scared of fat people. You're homophobic. I'm not scared of gay people. You're this. Uh, no, no. St- you're not using that correctly. Stop it. But to think that you're preaching to our kids nowadays, hey, guess what? If you think that that kale is good for you, that's based on some sort of oppression belief when really all the food is good for you. 
Remember that you do not need to earn food. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Oh my God. You want to lose weight? And... Anybody will tell you this. That starts in one lose weight and be healthy. You know where that starts? In the kitchen. If you want to get fit, it starts in the kitchen and then it's working out. But I, I stop trying to normalize that being morbidly obese is somehow good. That, that somehow that that's fine that being out of shape is is okay it's not i put on 30 pounds since the damn pandemic started i'm working more than i ever have and i'm like man i gotta get in better shape i got a little one i want to be around a while that's on me but i know what i need to do but it's it's just the whole thought of no 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 it's somebody else's fault we had that girl this week's like uh white people made me fat Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants. Or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. I got us donuts! Those are so bad for you! Oh no! I got us donuts! Those are bad for you! <sighs> well, we can't, uh... Can't have a video uh, of this insanity and inequity and evil without at least pointing out that it's all white people's fault. Do not bring that European nonsense into this ethnic household. Do you understand me? Look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Do not bring that European nonsense into this ethnic household. Do you understand me? Uh, I just, how do you survive? If you don't think it's coming to a school near you, remember what they talk about, how everything that starts in California likes to branch out. So think about that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible food, uh, all this incredible stuff that goes on this amazing mixture of uh, that they put together at Rough Greens, canine Vitasmart. You just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food and boom. Your dog's food comes to life. You will love, love, love it. Right now, Dr. Dennis Black wants to send you a free bag of Rough Greens. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Works wonders for my dog, Doodle. Saw him this morning before I left the house. Gave him a scratch on his head. He's a good dog. He's a good dog. He's an old dog. But he's a dog that's healthy and alive. And I love that. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Get your free bag now. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Football pick straight ahead. Wrap it up. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. NFL picks. 
Are you ready for him? 1-0. Big victory last night for me. Uh, hell of a game. I saw the beginning of it. Got home to see the last, uh, you know, last half of the third quarter, all of the fourth quarter. Uh, great game. Arguably, could you could say that could be a preview of the AFC Championship game. There's no doubt it's going to be a slog fest. But Chiefs last night got a victory. I was 8-7-1 my first week. So let's take a look and see if I can improve on that. Uh, let's start. Patriots. Steelers don't like the look of the Patriots. Steelers at home. Panthers, Giants. I am going to go with the Panthers on this one because I just don't know if I trust the Giants yet. Jets, Browns, go. Anytime you hear the word Jets, go the opposite. Browns with a win. Colts, Jags. Jaguars with a win. Dolphins, Ravens. I have the Ravens. The Bucks and Saints. Go Bucks here. Commanders, Lions. For you, Phil. Commanders. Seattle, 49ers. Go Seattle on this one. I read a great article today and I heard Sean Payton, uh, coach of, uh, former coach of the New Orleans Saints, saying, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. At some point, they're going to turn to Garoppolo. The 49ers are. They were in the NFC Championship game last year. He has taken them to a Super Bowl and they're high on Trey Lance. But at some point, you watch. If they start to struggle, you can't have that guy sitting there and not think, okay, uh, we need to bring him in. Falcons, Rams, take the Rams on this one. Cards, Raiders, I'm taking the Raiders. Texans, Broncos, Broncos get a win. Bengals, Cowboys, baby. Cardiac Kitties, Bengals. Bears, Packers, Packers with a win. Titans, Bills, because Monday night has two games this week. Titans, Bills, go Bills. Vikings, Eagles, I'm going with the Vikings. So, Steelers, Panthers, Browns, Jags, Ravens, Bucks, Commanders, Seahawks, Rams, Raiders, Broncos, Bengals, Packers, Bills, Vikings. Hopefully I have a better week than last week, which was not my best week to start it off. But you know what? Is what it is, kids. This is how we start. It's early. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I just am laughing so hard at the insanity of this whole thing with immigration. That it's in Martha's Vineyard and everybody's upset. It's in Martha's Vineyard and oh my God, what are we going to do? They're here. What are we going to do? I don't like the fact that they're being used as political pawns. I also don't like the fact that Texas and Arizona have been used uh, as a stomping ground by the federal government and crazy liberal ideas to allow people to just willy-nilly come here and stay here. And that the services here have to basically eat everything up. Uh, taking care of people who, yes, they do want to work, but the reality is you're coming here and, and in some cases you're not going to be able to if you're going to do it legally while you wait for a sign. Yet the minute it lands on their doorstep, they lose their blank in mind. Oh, God. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Have a great, blessed, amazing weekend. We will do it again next week. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.